Amen, amen. So we love you tonight. Appreciate you. Brother Rouse, come preach to us. Let's give a good man of God a good hand clap in this house tonight. God bless him. Amen. I wonder, would you give that unto the Lord this evening? I wonder, would somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Come on, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? God, I thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your mercy toward us, Lord. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of those we serve a wonderful God tonight? Hallelujah. We serve a God that is able. Amen. No matter what your need may be, he is able. Amen. And there is nothing like being in his presence, nothing like touching the hem of his garment and knowing that I'll never be the same but I have come in contact with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. He's a mender of the brokenhearted. He's a restorer of those that feel like you've been taken away from. Amen. Maybe you feel used and abused, but tonight here in the house of the Lord, you can know this one thing, that God is able and that God is mighty and that there is nothing, I said nothing, that he cannot accomplish, that he cannot do. He can do, one, uh, he can do more in one moment's time than we could try to do in our whole lifetime put together. But when Jesus shows up, he is the final authority. He is the final say. Amen. And what a wonderful God we serve. Nehemiah chapter 6, beginning with verse number 1, give honor to Pastor Moore tonight. Amen. Give honor to uh, Sister Moore. Amen. Thankful uh, that we can call them friends. Amen. So been so wonderful to me and my family. Amen. Thank them for that. And I give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. Amen. For teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. And I don't know, maybe some of you have seen it, but man, they got the carpet down at the home church and everything's looking good. Amen. Everything's paid for. And God is just in control. God is in charge. Amen. You know, they were, they were having a little trouble getting the carpet put down. Amen. They had it there on the site, and they got most of it laid out, and that last piece wanted to give them trouble. Half of it lined up, and the other half didn't want to line up right. And so uh, that was on a Tuesday night or Tuesday, and they had to leave. They couldn't uh, finish doing the work, and uh, that uh, – or Actually, a week later, they were supposed to come that day. They didn't make it. And uh, Brother Spears got to feeling good in the Holy Ghost that night. And, uh, and uh, he got that carpet and rolled it out. And he said, you know what we're going to do, church? We're going to come over here and we're going to dance on this carpet. Amen. So they all got over. They started worshiping God and praising the Lord on top of that carpet. Amen. The next day, the man came in and said, well, brother, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, as bad off as this was, it's going to take, take us all day today, and we'll have to come back in tomorrow and, and finish it up. There's no way we're going to get done today. And that was around 8 o'clock in the morning. At 2 o'clock that same evening, they were walking out of there. Said, well, that was a lot easier than we thought it was going to be. Amen. I want to tell somebody tonight, if you put a little praise on it, God is able. I said God's able to make, he's able to stretch it out. Amen. He's able to make ends meet. I said he's able to do anything in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 6. Amen. Beginning with verse number 1. Amen. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Jeshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Jeshem sent unto me, saying, Come. 
Let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Amen. Can I tell you tonight before we get started here that the adversary is relentless. Amen. And he never stops and he never gives up. But Nehemiah, he said, you know what I told you once and I'm going to tell you again. I've told you twice, and I'll tell you again, my answer has not changed. I'm doing a good work, and I will not come down. Or as a matter of fact, he said, I'm doing a great work, and I will not come down. I will not stop doing what God has called me to do. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across this sanctuary. Would you help me pray, Lord Jesus? God, I come before you right now, God. I pray that you'd move and work in this house, God. Lord, I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage that your anointing would break every chain, break every shackle loose in this house tonight, God. Lord, I pray that you'd fill somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God. I pray that you would deliver somebody in their mind, God. Let them know that there is more to life, God, than what they've been dealing with and what they've been struggling through and trying to press and push their way through, God. Lord, you are a mighty God and an awesome God, and there was nothing too hard for you. God, I admit my dependence upon you. I pray that you'd use me as a tool in your hand, God. Use me as an instrument for your glory, God. I admit my dependence on you. God, empty me of myself and fill me with your holy anointing. Put your words in my mouth, God. Lord, I pray that your anointing will destroy every yoke of bondage. Bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. I wonder what somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody ought to call on that name that is above every other name. Come on, you ought to lift up the name of Jesus over your fear, over your anxiety. Come on, over your heartbreak, over your failure. Come on, the name of Jesus is an awesome, mighty, wonderful name. God, we exalt you in this house in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. The Lord. He's been, he's been dealing with me on uh, Nehemiah, and uh, the problem is Nehemiah is, is a lot like David. It's kind of hard to just preach a little bit about it, amen, because there's, so, Brother Ford, there's just so many, so many good things in there, so I, I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost tonight, and if I leave something that you, that you like out, hey, just don't get too upset with me, amen, there's too, too much good stuff in there, and I, I believe that by the Word of God and by the power of the Holy Ghost, we can overcome, amen, and we can be conquerors, and we can be victorious, and I want to talk to you with what the Lord has laid on my heart, amen, how to rebuild, amen, how to rebuild. Uh, Nehemiah was a man that had a burden to see the people of God to prosper and to see the city of Jerusalem rebuilt and, and rededicated unto the Lord. This was a man that served in the presence of the king as his cupbearer. And there in the presence of the king, he, he has received news that uh, Jerusalem has been destroyed and Jerusalem has been laid to waste. And, and there's not really anything good going 
going on in Jerusalem and everything looks dark and everything looks black and everything looks bad and there's only bad news coming from his homeland and he is here in the house of the king not there of his own choosing not there of his own choice but because he has been taken into captivity and here in the presence of the king we find that the weight and the burden of the news that Jerusalem is struggling and that Jerusalem is in trouble that burden begins to weigh down on him and something begins to grow on the inside of him that says somebody has got to do something somebody has got to stand up and make a difference it's not God's will for things to be going the way that they're going it's not God's will for there not to be a man to stand in the gap it's not God's will for there to be no man with a burden but somebody has to get a hold of the burden and on the inside of Nehemiah it rises up in him and in the presence of the king it shows upon his face and the king wonders what is going on why are you sad in my presence now Nehemiah understood that this could be a bad situation for him but he could not help the way that he was feeling on the inside and so he pours out his heart and says my heart is broken for my people my heart is broken for the city is laid waste and there is nothing good coming out of their lives only fear and dread and destruction and there in the presence of the king the king tells him hey go and be that man that would bring unity go and be that man that would rebuild the walls and rebuild the city can I tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight we have a God that we can come into his presence for he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords we have a God that we can stand before him and no matter if we feel sorrowful or maybe we feel down and discouraged but yet we can still come before the presence of God almighty and make our request known unto him and he will grant your petition he will stand on your behalf and he will say hey I will give you power I will give you authority I will give you what you need to bring revival and to bring restoration I will give you what you need to do a mighty work on my behalf can I let you know tonight we serve a God that never sleeps we serve a God that never goes on vacation could it be that he's looking for a man or a woman to make up their mind I'm tired of seeing things go the way they're going I will stand up I'll do a work for God I will not just sit by and watch the house of God be attacked by the enemy but I will stand up and make a difference the enemy did not care until Nehemiah started rebuilding the wall. The enemy liked the fact that it could come and go as it pleased. There was nothing to keep him at bay. There was nothing to hold him back from coming into the city and attacking families. 
and attacking homes and pillaging and taking uh, that which did not belong to him. Uh, there was nothing to stop him from going into the temple of the Lord uh, and defiling and doing whatever he had desire uh, to do. And can I tell you tonight, uh, the enemy loves to have free access into your life uh, so he can come in and go out whenever he wants uh, and cause problems in your life. Uh, but tonight, can I tell you, it is God's will uh, that you rise up and begin to do a work. It's God's will that you rise up and say I cannot sit by. I cannot stand still and let the adversary come in and wage war on my family. I've got to do something to separate myself and to separate my family from the cares of this world and from the attacks of the enemy. I come to preach to you tonight to tell you how to rebuild and to tell you how to make up your mind. Hey, It's time for somebody to arise and say those things that the devil thought he destroyed. I'm going to dig them out of the ashes and I'm going to put one stone back upon another and I'm going to do whatever it takes to build up a wall in my life not to keep me boxed in but to keep the enemy away from my babies to keep the enemy away from my children. It's time for men and women of God to make up their minds. We will be separate and we will live for God. Nehemiah goes and he looks at all the ruins. Man, there's, he's having to make detours as he rides his beast for the piles of rubble are so great and they're in the way and he has to go and find a path and and man, his heart is broken and his heart is destroyed. And there, he, the people are gathered together and then he begins to speak to them about the burden that God has laid upon his heart. And in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18 says, Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant and the Ammonite and Jeshem the Arabian heard it they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said what is this thing that ye do will ye rebel against the king then answered I them and said unto them the God of heaven he will prosper us therefore we his servants will arise and build but ye have no portion nor right nor memorial in Jerusalem can I tell you one of the first steps to rebuild things in your life uh, is standing up and strengthening your hands uh, for the work that God has called you to do uh, and then it's time for you to turn your attention uh, to Sanballat and Tobiah and Jeshem uh, and let them know uh, you've never belonged here uh, you've never had any right here uh, you don't have any memorial here uh, this has been dedicated to God uh, and you don't belong here uh, hey I'm sorry I let you stay here this long uh, but it's time for you to leave uh, it's time for me to take back authority. Come on, I come to preach to somebody. It's time to get the adversary by the head. It's time for you to charge hell and let hell
hell no. You have no right in my home. You have no right in my church. You have no right in my family. And I'm taking back dominion. And I'm going to build a wall. It's going to stop you. It's going to stop you from coming in and taking what you want out of my life. It's going to stop you from coming in and trying to take my sound mind. It's going to stop you from coming in and waging war on my family. The people grabbed a hold of the vision where not many days before it looked like an insurmountable task. But before you can begin to rebuild, somebody's got to begin to speak it. And somebody's got to begin to say, I believe that with the help of God, we can turn this thing around. I believe that by the power of the Holy Ghost, we can turn this community around. I believe that by the power of God, we can let our adversary know, hey, in Bendale, there is a place that has a wall so high that hell can't breach it. There is a refuge so safe where you can bring and raise your babies. There is a place in the presence of God where you can be healed and where you can be delivered but it takes men and women to say hey we can rebuild we can raise it up as high as it needs to be there's got to be a place of safety there's got to be a place where men and women make up their mind we will arise and do the work They strengthen their hand for the good work. They took time to prepare their hand. I know it's going to be a hard task. I know it's going to be a hard job. But I'm strengthening my hand for the work that God has called me to do. I'm strengthening my hands. Oh, because I know it is the will of God for me to build a wall. I know it's God's will for me to fight and to stand up and say, hey, I know what the enemy thinks. I know the enemy thought he could come and go as he pleased, but now I'm standing in the gate, and now I'm standing in the door. I've come to let him know, hey, what you did before you're not going to do anymore and how you tried to attack my mind before I'm not going to let you do that anymore for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world sometimes we just got to be reminded hey sometimes you just got to be reminded you are a child of God you are no less than that but if you've been born of the spirit if you've been baptized in his name you are a child of God nothing less and you are able to stand up and let the adversary know me and Jesus we're standing in the door me and Jesus we're going to build the wall me and Jesus are going to make a difference in my house to rebuild you got to throw out the enemy that tries to torment your mind to rebuild you got to first throw out that laughing devil that says you'll never do it 
God help me, Jesus. To first rebuild, you got to take Tobiah by the nap of his neck and tell him, hey, you can laugh all you want to laugh, but I'm going to have the final laugh when you're standing on the outside wondering how in the world you're going to get in because I've made up my mind. It's time to get up and work. It's time to get up and make a difference. It's time to get up and throw Tobiah out on his head and to let Sanballat know your things are packed. You can take your lies and you can leave. You can take your discouragement and you can go. You have no right here. I'm about to do a work for God. I'm about to let God have his way in my life. (laughs) Nehemiah chapter 3 gives us a list of the men and the families that built the wall. And Brother Moore, I, I love this, how it, how it is, how it reads out. You, you might get bored just reading the list of names. But Brother Ford, I got excited when I began to read how they rebuilt the wall. When it said, and it would call a man's name. It was saying he built in this certain area. And then it would say, and next to him, built so and so. God help me, Jesus. And then it would say where he worked at. And then it would say next to him. And it would give another list of names. Can I tell you the only way you're going to have revival and the only way you're going to get the work done is if you make up your mind and say, hey, brother, I need your help on the wall. Hey, sister, I need your help on the wall. Hey, not only did they have a mind to work, but they did a work together. Not only did they strengthen their own hands, but they said, hey, if if you're building right there, hey, I'm going to be right over here. I'm going to have a stone in my hand. I'm going to have a trial in my hand. Hey, I'm going to be on my knees digging through the rubble with you because we're going to have a move of God. No matter the cost and no matter what the devil says, we're going to dig it out piece by piece and part by part. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. We will rebuild. Last week, as I fasted and prayed for these services today, the spirit of travail, the spirit of intercession came upon me. I began to weep, cry under the anointing, under the power of the Holy Ghost. I began to write down some thoughts. This is one thing that I wrote down. I don't want... To build walls between me and my brother. Because when I build walls between me and my brother, I build a wall between me and God. But instead... I want to build walls with my brother to help protect our families. And I tell you, there's a difference. When you make up your mind, I'm not going to build a wall between my brothers and myself. I'm not going to build a wall between my sisters and myself. Because when I do that, I'm separating myself from God. But I tell you what I want to do. I want to get beside my brother and say, I love your children just as much as I love my children. And we're 
going to build a wall that's going to let hell know, hey, they're serious about living for God. They're serious about a move of the Holy Ghost. They're serious about salvation. They're serious. Hey, can I let you know, I want to build a wall with you that keeps the enemy out of your house. I want to build a wall with you that keeps the devil away from your children. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse number 9 through 12, says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Can I tell you here tonight just as the scripture has said two are better than one. Can I tell you we can have a move of the Holy Ghost together and if it looks like hell is winning against you and if it looks like hell is winning against your home just hold on because help is on the way. I made up my mind. Hey just let me give me a little time to grab my weapon. I'm going to come stand in the gap for you. I'm going to come let you know, hey, we're in this thing together. There's power in unity. If you feel like you're getting beat down, hey, let your brother jump in and help. Let your sister jump in and help. You don't have to do it alone. For if you fall by yourself, you're in trouble. But if you've got somebody with you, they can reach out a hand and say, get up. We're in this thing together. That's how you rebuild. That's how you have revival. That's how you have a move of the Holy Ghost by doing it together. Two can stand against what's winning over you and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. There's power in unity and there's power in standing side by side. And saying, you do what you can do, and I'm going to do what I can do. I might not can put the stones back in the wall quite as fast as you can. Or maybe vice versa. Or maybe I'm better at pulling out the pieces of wood that aren't entirely burned. And maybe I'm a little bit better at polishing them off. Hey, baby, can I tell you there is a place for every man and woman of God to build on the wall. There is a work for everyone to do. There is a work for you. There is a work for me. And it's only by the power of God that we can bind together. And when we bind together, we can call on the name of Jesus. And we can wrap that third cord all the way around us and say hell you're not going to divide us hell you're not going to conquer us hell you're not going to intimidate us because we stand together in agreement we stand together for a move of the Holy Ghost Matthew chapter 18 verses 19 and 20 says again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together 
In my name, there am I in the midst of them. Can I tell you, when we bind together and we, when, we, when we begin to call on the name of Jesus, there's something special that begins to happen. No matter if it's only two or three of us, it's not long before there's somebody else that shows up on the scene and he says, where two or three are gathered together in my name. It doesn't matter what their petition is. It doesn't matter what their request is. I'm going to give it to them. And not only that, I'm going to be right there in the middle of them. I'm going to be right there with them saying, hey, you're not in this thing alone, but my power is with you. My authority is with you. My dominion is with you. I come to let you know here tonight at church that there is power when God gets in the middle of what you're doing. There's victory when God puts his hand on your life. There's victory when God wraps you up and binds you together with your brother. There's power in unity. There's power and God honors it when we lay our differences aside and work together. There's power when we rise up and say, I will fight for my church family. I will fight for the prodigal sons and daughters of, of those that go to my church. I will fight for the backsliders in our community. And not only that, I will fight for those that have never known God. And I'll fight for those that feel like hell is ruling and reigning over their life. And they feel like they're stuck in a downward spiral and nothing's going right in their life. I made up my mind I will stand up and I will defy all odds and say, devil, you can laugh at me if you want to laugh at me but I'm going to win some pulling them out of the fire if I have to I'm going to win some hey if I just barely grab a hold of their shirt before they fall over the edge then God that's alright as long as I can win somebody as long as I can let them know God is your savior God is your redeemer God is the restorer and the mender of every broken heart Hell doesn't like it when progress is being made. That's why he tries his best to stop it. Have you ever wondered why it seems like every time something good's happening, the devil always tries to rear up his ugly old head and say, what do you, what do you think you're doing? What do you think you're trying to do? Why? Because he's trying to stop the progress. And he's trying to stop the work that God is doing by God using men and women to raise up and say, hey, it's time for me to strengthen my hands. It's time for me to make up my mind. Hey, I've looked at the rubble long enough. I've walked around the rubble long enough. I've ignored the elephant in the room long enough. It's time for me to make up my mind. Somebody's got to do it. And it might as well be me. Somebody's got to stand and it might as well be me. Come on, somebody's got to pray for it. And it might as well be me. Somebody's got to tell somebody about the goodness of God. And it might as well be me. Somebody's got to make up their mind. And you guessed it. It might as well be you. And it might as well be me. What a better time than right now to make up your mind. Hey, somebody tell hell I'm back on my feet. Somebody let the devil know I've got a stone in my hand. 
and I'm putting it on the wall and I made up my mind. You will not stop me. You will not intimidate me. You will not destroy me. My heart is fixed. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1 says, but it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in one day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned. Can I tell you tonight, hell might think it has destroyed everything good in your life. Hell might think it has ravaged everything that's worth anything in your spirit. But can I tell you there is enough left in the rubble for revival. There is enough left in the rubble to rebuild. Hey, how do you rebuild? You start with one stone at a time. You start by knocking the dust off of one stone at a time. You start down on your knees looking through the rubble and saying, hell thought he had me. But there's still something good left in this pile of rubble. There's still some good stones left down in there. And I'm making up my mind. I will rebuild brick by brick, stone by stone. It does not matter how long it takes me. Hey, I just got my mind made up that I'm going to build a wall to keep hell off my back. I'm going to build a wall to let the devil know there is a difference. There is a distinction between me and the world. I don't have to be like the world. I don't have to look like the world. I don't have to talk like the world. I don't have to drink like the world. I don't have to party like the world. But I can come in the house of God and have a Holy Ghost party that would blow your mind. I can come in the house of God and get drunk on his goodness and on his mercy and I don't have to live with regret for the rest of my life for I know that he is a keeper and a sustainer of my soul. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3 verse 2 says, be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Oh, it's time to be watchful. What did Jesus tell his disciples? Watch and pray that ye are not into temptation. And here, the, the, Jesus is trying to tell the church, uh, hey, you got to be watchful uh, and you got to strengthen that, those things uh, which remain, uh, those things that are ready to die. Uh, they're right on the edge of passing away. Uh, they're right on the edge of being non-existent. Uh, oh, but you got to make up your mind. Uh, I'm going to strengthen those things uh, which remain. Uh, I'm going to dig out those stones uh, that are still good and I'm going to revive them. Uh, 
and I'm going to build up the walls back where they belong. Hey, don't lean to your own understanding, but lean on God with all your heart and make up your mind. It doesn't matter what the devil thought he had done in my life. It doesn't matter how low he thought he brought me. Hey, I'm going to strengthen those things which remain. I'm going to strengthen those things that look like they're getting ready to die. And I'm going to have a revival on the inside of me that lets hell know, hey, I'm not finished yet and neither is God. God's not through using me for his power and for his glory. I wish I could shake somebody by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight and tell you you need to rebuild some things in your spirit. You need to go back to the drawing board and go back to the basics and get rid of those things that are dragging you down and say, God, I'm coming up towards you stone by stone, brick by brick, but I will rebuild. God, help us have a move of God in our life. Help us that there would be so much of the power and so much of the anointing of the Holy Ghost in our church services that people would come and never leave the same way again. That people would walk in and feel the liberating power of the Holy Ghost. That people would drive up and down these streets and pull into the parking lot. Oh, not because somebody handed them a church card or not because somebody said, hey, we're having revival, but because they felt such a drawing and such such an unction of the Holy Ghost and said, hey, I need something different in my spirit. I need something different in my life. Hey, I've got to go and I've got to see what there is is different about that place. I can feel something good about to happen in my life. Oh, can I tell you, it's God's will for us to be shaken and for us to be stirred by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's God's will for us to clean out the house and make up our minds. Hey, I will not fall down back where I was, but God help me to get rid of those things that have built up in my life. Help me to replace that pile of rubbish Hey, uh, with those things that the devil has stacked upon me, uh, those things that Satan tried to destroy, uh, I'm digging them out, uh, and I'm going to put my weights on that power, uh, and I'm going to put my cares uh, and my burdens uh, on that power, uh, and I'm going to set it on fire uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, and let the devil know, uh, hey, I'm building something for God. Uh, I'm rebuilding. Uh, I'm strengthening uh, those things which remain. The enemy said, we're going to come in. We're going to attack you while you're working. We're going to attack you while your hands are busy. But in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14, it says, and I, looked up, and I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses. Oh, God is looking for men and women. God is looking for men and women. And say, I will stand up in the gap. 
I will make up my mind. Hey, nobody's going to stop me. Nobody's going to harm my home. Nobody is going to take advantage. Hey, but I've got my mind made up. Hey, how do you rebuild? Hey, you surround yourself with people that are willing to fight for you. Hey, how do you rebuild? You surround yourself with men and women of God that say, hey, if you need a little help, we're here for you. Hey, we're here to help you have a move with the Holy Ghost. Hey, how do you rebuild? Hey, you make up your mind. Hey, tell hell they can't have me. But not only can they not have me, but I'm going to fight for my wife. I'm going to fight for my husband. I'm going to fight for my sons. I'm going to fight for my daughters. I'm going to fight for my house. Hey, it is the will of God for us to stand up and be men. It is the will of God for us to stand up and be women. Hey, can I preach to the men for a minute? It's God's will for you to stand in the gap and let the adversary know my wife belongs to God. My children belong to God. And my house is not a den for you to dwell in. But my house is a safe haven for my family. My house is a safe haven for the children of God. I will not allow hell to torment my home. I will not allow spirits to have dominion in my home. We can lift your hands with me right now a little across the house of the Lord. My wife would make her way to the music. The Eliah 4, 17 says, They which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens were those that laid it. Everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. Can I tell you, some of you need to let the devil know tonight. I got one hand on a brick and I got the other hand on my sword. I got one hand on the work and I got the other hand on a spear. I got one hand on the work and I got one hand on my weapon. And you cannot and you will not think you're going to come in and destroy my my family. Think you're going to come in and cause me to run in fear. But when I made up my mind to do a work, I made up my mind. I might have to work with a weapon in my hand but I'm going to work I might have to pray and I might have to fast and I might have to seek the will of God that's all right, but I'm still going to work and I'm still going to let the devil know I'm building a wall for my family Hallelujah. when it comes the spiritual rebuilding Sometimes it takes a tool and a weapon. Nehemiah, in her opening passage, he's on the wall. The Word of God says that the wall is built, but there's still no gates hanging up in place. So there's still access for the enemy to get in the enemy says we're going to throw everything at Nehemiah if we can get him to come down from the wall the work will cease they send word and say come down meet with us Nehemiah said I'm doing a great work 
and I can't come down. I'm doing a great work and I will not come down. Four times they sent and said, come meet us in the, one of the villages in the plain of Ono. And each time, Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work and I cannot, I will not come down. And when the enemy saw that Nehemiah would not come down off the wall, but before the enemy then said, you know what? We're going to take a different approach. And the fifth time, he sent a man with a letter in his hand and began to read and proclaim a bunch of lies about Nehemiah. And he sent false prophets. All this was done to put Nehemiah in fear. That false prophet said, Nehemiah, they're going to come and they're going to kill you in the middle of the night. You need to run and lock yourself up in the house of God. Chain yourself in. Don't let them get you. Because they wanted the work to stop. I said, if we can't get him to come down off the wall, maybe we can intimidate him with enough fear that it'll paralyze him. And we can stop him from doing the work that God has called him to do. I want to preach to you tonight. Well, you're doing a great work. You can't come down. You're doing a great work and you can't give up. You got to stay on the wall. Hey, the world's still tugging on you. The world's still pulling on you. The world's still saying, why don't you come down? Say, no, I'm doing a great work. Well, if I can't get you that way, then maybe I can cause you to fear and be afraid. Maybe then I can cause you to sit there, feel like you're not worth anything and feel like you can't do a work for God and maybe then I can stop you from rebuilding in your life maybe then I can stop you from doing a work for your family maybe then I can stop you all from doing what God has called you to do but can I tell you what Nehemiah did Nehemiah made up his mind and in verse 9 of Nehemiah 6 he said for they, for they all made us afraid saying their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done now therefore O God strengthen my hands can I tell you that's my prayer in this house tonight that no matter how many lies the devil would tell you and no matter how many opportunities the devil would give you to come down off the wall make up your mind and say oh God strengthen my hands for the work that you've called me to do this is how you rebuild this is how you do it by making up your mind I'm doing a great work and I will not come down would you lift your voice with me right now all across the house of the Lord hell don't want to see the wall finished hell don't want to see revival so hell says I'm going to distract and I'm going to discourage I'm going to call as many of them down off the wall as I can. 
I'm going to call as many of them down as I can. And if I can't get them to come down in the valley, then I'm going to intimidate them by fear. Come on, can I tell you this? Some of you during this, this series of services that we've had, you've fought more hell than you've fought in all your life. You've dealt with more depression than you've dealt with in all your life. You've dealt with more anxiety than you've dealt with in all your life. Why? Because hell's been fighting you. And hell is trying to tell you you can't do it. You'll never succeed. You'll never make it. But I come to let hell know tonight there is a group of men and women here in Pendale that have made up their minds. We will do the work that God has called us to do. We will raise up. We will arise and strengthen our hands for the work that God has called us to. Maybe you're here tonight and you've experienced a lot of chaos in your life. Can I tell you what you need to do? You need to run into the arms of Jesus and say, God, wash my mind. God, wash me. God, touch me. God, strengthen me, God. Lord, Lord, do a work in my spirit. Do a work in my life. Do a work in my mind that nobody else can do. No doctor can do. Nothing else can do. God, I need you to move. I need you to strengthen my hands. I need you to help me to be the man, to be the woman that you called me to be. Come on, is there anybody here tonight that says, you know what, God, I want to be on the wall. I want to be on the wall. That's where I belong. That's where I belong. That's where I belong. Filling in the gap. Filling in the holes, filling in the breaches where hell will try to come in and take a child, where hell will try to come in and drag somebody back out into the world. God, let me stand on the wall. How do I rebuild, preacher? First, you got to start. First, you got to make up your mind to start. First, you got to make up your mind, I'm going to search myself. I'm going to search my soul. I'm going to search my spirit. Hallelujah. Would you make your way down to this altar tonight? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Jesus is the only one that can give you peace. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. I said the Holy Ghost is a comforter. I said the Holy Ghost is a comforter. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. Hallelujah. Come on, we're in this thing together. Brother for brother, sister for sister. I'm not building walls between my brother anymore and myself. But I'm going to help them build a wall for their family. I'm going to help them build a wall for revival, a wall for restoration, 
a wall that lets the devil know, hey, this is a safe place. This is a sanctuary. This is a refuge. This is the house of the Lord. This is a place for the presence of God oh, to move and to work, to break and destroy every yoke of bondage. Oh, Lord Jesus, have your way in this house. Oh, Lord Jesus, have your way in this sanctuary tonight. You ought to make up your mind tonight.
on, somebody ought to declare freedom over your family tonight. Come on, you ought to declare freedom for your family. Oh, come on, let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Oh, I declare. Yes, God, you're making a way right now. God, you're making a way right now. We're going to be free. Come on, you ought to get back in the fight tonight. Come on, you ought to get back in the fight tonight. I Thank you. 
you don't put a lot of thoughts possibly in walls until a storm shows up. And then when the storm shows up, those walls become very important. The roof that's over your head and the walls that it's founded and built upon and the foundation. Jesus Christ himself taught us. A wise man, dig down. He'll take the time. He won't just haphazardly just throw it out there and it, it really don't matter. Just any old way. No. A wise man will dig down and he'll find something that's unshakable, unmovable. But even from that point, you still got to build out the right materials. Got to have the right connections. You got to pull it all together. Because a storm. Brother Quinn would say a lot of times when he's building something, he said, boys, let's build with a storm in mind. Because if you'll build with a storm in mind, you'll go this extra step. I often heard it said by all the carpenters, the nails is about the cheapest thing you're going to put in this building. Nail it together. Put it together. It's amazing what some people feel like. Hey, come on, why are you using all those nails? Why are you doing this? But the night that storm hits, buddy, you're riding it out, and that's, that, that, that building's able to handle it. There's a whole lot of comfort with that, a whole lot of peace with it. That's the reason it's so important where we build our walls, how we build our walls. Paul wrote one, the Corinthian church said some is built with hay and stubble and wood, but others, stone and silver and gold. You tell me which one can handle the storm the best. It makes a difference. Thank you, Brother Rouse, for preaching the word tonight. We're living in a time we've actually seen it for ourselves in the last 25 years. They've, they've moved to walls. They keep broadening up the way. Right the opposite of what the Bible says. They have broadened the way to go to heaven. And narrowed the way to go to hell. But that's not in the book. It's right the opposite. Amen. I want to build these personal walls. I want to build where God wants them. I want to build them with grandchildren in mind. Build them strong. Build them in a, in a way, in a manner, it won't be real easy to tear them down. That's what we need in this end time. Made up minds and hearts and binding together with our brothers and sisters saying, we're going to build the wall. We're going to establish, we're going to see this happen. I really like what he's talked about pulling out of the rubbish. Using what you can use. 
I'm glad he pulled me out of the rubbish. How about you? I'm glad he pulled me out of the miry clay. He didn't have to, but he did. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Got a special night tonight. Praise God. Why don't we take care of the birthdays and anniversaries first, and then we're going to take a little time with Ariana tonight and celebrating graduation. And thank God for this achievement. Hallelujah. So, birthdays. Got any birthdays tonight? Any birthdays? No birthdays? I hadn't looked at who? Carla. Okay, Sister Carla. Praise God. I don't blame you. I wouldn't have jumped up neither. I mean, hey, you know, we jump up if we couldn't have one every once in a while. I'm not talking about leaving. I'm talking about, you know, if the numbers could start going the other way. <laughs> Praise God. It's amazing to me. You can watch these little ones, man. They are excited about having birthdays. And when he kind of reaches that point, then all of a sudden it starts going the other direction. Praise God. This one have a birthday? All right. Come on, man. Come right up here, buddy. Praise God. Boom. All right. We're going to sing happy birthday to Sister Carla and Boom here tonight. And we'll run the basket down to put money in it. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, all right. Let's sing. God bless you. Let's give them a good hand tonight. God bless them. Appreciate them. Anniversaries. Got any anniversaries? Okay. Brother Brennan, Sister Mail. All right. Praise God. <laughs> them a good hand tonight. Praise God. All right, Sister Ariana, could you come up and join with me up here? I'll come stand down here in the front. I'll at least do that much. That'll make them praise God. Love and appreciate this good girl here. She has 
Finished 13 years of school. That's an accomplishment, ain't it? It is. Hallelujah. God's been good to her and blessed her and gave her strength and ability. And she's got other awards and she's going on to college. And um, what you going to major in? Radiologist. Radiologist. Okay. Praise God. I hope I don't have to ever come see you. <laughs> I'm just picking with you. No, but we're so proud of you tonight. Appreciate you so much. This is, this is what you're really after. It's not enough in there to pay all the college, but it will be a start. How about that? You want to speak to us tonight? Sure. I'm very thankful for my church, and, well, y'all are family to me, and if you're not blood kin to me, you're close enough to be in my family. And I really appreciate all of you. It's amazing getting to have church with you, and I love you all, and... I know some of y'all really, really pray for me, and I appreciate it because I don't know what I'd do without it, and I'm really happy to be <laughs> done with high school, <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for hosting a party for me, and um, I'd really like to see you be back there with me. Thank you. All right. Let's give her a good hand here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. While we're giving honor here tonight, I think it'd be good, Sister Layla. She also graduated this year. Her socials in college, you can have it. Amen. And Sister Savannah, amen, also graduated this year. Both of them this week ago Friday. Early Friday morning, late Friday night. And God bless them. Let's give them a good hand tonight. Man, we got folks graduating all over the place around here. Thank God for them, amen, as they press on and march on to be used to God, blessed of God. Arizona's graduating this year too. All right. Okay. Well, my, my. Look at here. <laughs> Got all kind graduating around here. So we thank God for it. Those are accomplishments that you've done with God's help. And so let that always be an encouragement to you, man, because you, you know what? You're doing all this also as the kingdom of God and the God's hand upon your life and using you in so many, many ways. I, a lot of these is going into the medical field and things of that nature. Uh, you know what? They're going to minister in a lot of more ways than others. They're going to see people, you know, at their best and worst. And what, what a time to be used of God. And, uh, you know, be a double fold there to be a, a minister and a help to them, not in, just in the medical field, but also in the spiritual situation, the things of that nature, how you respond with the help of God and the help of the Holy Ghost. Because I promise you, you're going to see some things, experience some things, amen, in those times. And you know what? God's our help. So... Arianna's done invited you. Let's go back. Let's have a good time. Let's stand. We're going to ask the Lord to bless the food, bless the fellowship. Amen. Appreciate each one of you being here tonight. Back tomorrow night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Let's believe in a great move of God and a touch of the Lord and help us. We want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. We want to see lives ministered and strengthened. Anybody want to be strengthened? Anybody want to be encouraged? Amen. And build walls in the right place. God, we love you tonight and appreciate you. So thankful for your goodness, your grace and mercy. We're so thankful for Ariana and how you have blessed her, kept her, brought her through 13 years of school her family that's worked with her and blessed her and administered unto her we thank you for them tonight
tonight, this church body. We ask you, God, to bless this fellowship tonight. Bless the hands that prepared it. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you.